Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Alcedo. What's up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Second week of an early start. Uh, how has the second week been? The second week was a little harder than the first. So the first week I woke up at about 5 a.m. And for the most part, I did my hair. I had plenty of time to do me and do it at a nice little pace. Today, I woke up at 5.45, but I didn't actually start doing anything until maybe 6.15. So by the time the show is almost going live, I was running late. I tuned in. I almost, I think, exactly 7 a.m. into like our oh, show. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like click, 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 go. But it was because I fell behind. I fell behind because I had a big pimple on my face and I was putting a bunch of makeup to try and cover it up. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, I would never have noticed it if you hadn't pointed it out. Well, thankfully, the lights like diminished it a little bit. So oh, it, it blows <laughs> it out a little bit, but you can still see it. It kind of looks like I have like a dot on my face. <laughs> Well, let's get into the show itself. We're talking about Christian Cage's debut in AEW uh, and whether or not it was a bit of a disappointment. Here is the show. Gets you dancing a little bit. I am in a terrific mood today as well. I'm feeling really good. I've done a lot of filming for my next actually good video. Um, The new Rob Zombie album dropped today. Oh, nice. I did not know that. That's not in my realm of worlds. But you know what? I'm cheering you on. What do you call Rob Zombie fans? Like, do you guys have like a name? No, we're just cool. That's that's what we are. We're just not like zombies. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're the just zombies. cool kids. Oh, just cool okay. kids are like Rob Zombie. Uh, yeah, so I've been, th- I've been uh, listening to that while writing up some of my D&D uh, character stuff. And 
of course. It is my fifth anniversary of making videos for Wrestle Talk. Six years ago today, I made my first video guesting uh, on an episode. And here, in fact, if you haven't seen it, because I did share this on Twitter earlier, but if you haven't seen it, here is six years ago the debut on Wrestle Talk of Luke Owen. Hello and welcome to WTTV News. My name is Luke Cohen. I'm the deputy editor of flickeringmyth.com and I'm filling in for the next few days. Coming up on today's episode, Samoa Joe confirms WWE negotiations, Kurt Angle set for a push, and former WWE announcer speaks out and more. And I'm still wearing this t-shirt. I've, I've changed over my t-shirt, the same t-shirt I was wearing six years ago today. Luke, you can't do this to me in the morning. I'm in shock right now. I can't bounce back from that. First of all, how do you look younger now than you did, what, six years ago? Shave the head. Like that, like the, the comb over really aged me. Uh, and yeah. like shaving, shaving my head actually really did like de-age me. You look 10... 15 years younger now than you did in that video. Yeah, I think you kind of had like the like the creeper vibe going in the other video. <laughs> you had like the, I'm the guy who's going to come out in a beret and a cane and a little bow tie <laughs> and those coattail jackets and I might like rob you while you're trying to jump on the subway. <laughs> you had like this very, like this very like, I don't know, like, what do you call, like, bad dudes in London? Like, do you guys have, like, a name for that? Like, a you, like, you look like a villain. Like, you just you just needed to put on, like, the the the, the coattail jacket and all of that. Oh, uh, dude, like, it was, I, I've lost a lot of weight since then as well. Like, that was in some of my more fatter days. Uh, yeah, and losing <laughs> the hair, like, really did help. Because um, it looks bad, man. I shared it on Twitter this morning, and virtually every message I got back was like, dude, what was up with you? What were you thinking? with that hair because i held on to that for a while and it was Men. no good i got i got married with that comb over <laughs> oh she loves you that's how you really know if she married you and you feel you were your ugliest she loves you <laughs> oh yeah she certainly does indeed um anyway right that's all of that stuff out of the way um thank you so much for getting up in the morning uh with us all here uh i know it's very early uh for you no, pacific timers uh but we are here to talk about christian cage now the reason why um, I wanted to bring this up on today's video is um, we got four different questions in the mailbag about this, like four different people wanted to reach out with their thoughts and their disappointment. And, and some people you know, did say it was disappointment. Some people think that AEW overhyped. So to catch everyone up last week, uh, Paul White on Dynamite said, we've got a Hall of Fame worthy signee coming um, to AEW at Revolution. And because this is, you know, in a post CM Punk leaving WWE world, everyone instantly thought, oh, it's CM Punk. Like, cool, it's CM Punk. CM Punk is going to debut. We had messages last week being like, if it's not CM Punk, I'm going to be disappointed. When the, the sort of the CM Punk thing died down, a lot of people were like, oh, it's Brock Lesnar. Like, it's Brock Lesnar. It's going to be like, Brock's not back on WWE. It's going to be Brock Lesnar. The other people, like, it's going to be Dave Batista. There were some people who even thought, oh, it's going to be John Cena. Like, it's going, it has to be John Cena. So all of these names were bounded around. Um, other names like Kurt Angle and Foley were name dropped. But I think when Dave Meltzer reported, Christian's not under contract with WWE. I think a lot of people thought, oh, actually, it could be Christian. And when it was Christian that came out, the reaction we got on our live stream was, that's disappointing. 
Actually, I don't know why you hyped that up. That's overhyped and underdelivered, which is weird because like Christians, everyone loves Christian, right? Like everyone right. thinks a Christian's ace. Like there was always that support for Christian should be in the Hall of Fame. Christian should be. Why isn't Christian in the Hall of Fame? He should 100% be in the WWE Hall of Fame. So then he comes out as a Hall of Fame worthy signing. And people are like, that's only Christian though. Like what, what are you getting hyped about Christian for? It's like you wanted him in the Hall of Fame like two minutes ago. Not the Rumble. Everyone was super excited for him to be back in the ring. Comes to AEW, now he's washed up. Why are you signing? Why are you signing Christian for? So, like, I wanted to get what were your thoughts uh, okay. on Christian signing? So, first of all, and and here's the thing is that we obviously went into in depth to this prior to the announcement, you know, ahead of AEW Revolution, and we talked about who were potential people that realistically could be it, and then we even talked about the unrealistic signees, and I think that all the names that were along the lines of Batista. John Cena, Brock Lesnar, uh, really were from the start to me out of the realm of possibility. When these names started throw being thrown around, I really didn't understand why people necessarily thought these people were coming in, right? But when it came to CM Punk, that one was where I did think, okay, there's a realm of possibility that this may be happening until he shot those rumors down. And we even talked about that here last week, right? So I think by God, I'm going to say maybe like by Thursday, Friday, prior to that week, I think a lot of those on the wrestling community and social media could have already guessed that it was going to be Christian. I know there was a teaser video that Kurt Angle put out. So there was a, a little bit of that. Maybe people thinking, oh, it might be Kurt. I know I thought it was Kurt. I know I wanted it to be Kurt. And uh, so here's the thing, though, is that, look, Unfortunately, I don't think AEW did their very best in terms of introducing Christian Cage into this new world because I have to 100% agree with the way Paul White introduced Christian Cage. He said he was a Hall of Fame worthy talent. And I do 100% agree with him on that because one of the things that I immediately said on my post show following the Revolution pay-per-view was, look, from like what, 2005, 2008, he really was having some, he was, he, his time in, in TNA really could be compared and pinned up against so many different people. Like he had, he was doing the best work of his life. Okay. Very different, obviously from his time in WWE, you know, with Edge and Christian and all of that, very different. So that does, you know, considering what he did with WWE, considering what he did with impact that does qualify him as a hall of fame worthy talent. Now, Tony Khan did take it one step too far where he started saying, I think it was the on the unfiltered uh, AW unfiltered podcast because I get, you know, they send out those those quotes. Right. And they have like four little quotes all the way down at the bottom. I see this quote from Tony Khan that says that they signed the biggest, biggest, biggest star out there, the biggest star. And I'm thinking, what? Like, okay. And then when I go on and, you know, listen to what people are saying on social media based on that, and you know, obviously the wrestling community along with every other fandom, very deep dives into quotes and little things. So when someone says stuff like this, people are going to really uh, decipher it word for word. So I do think that Tony did overhype over hype Christian Cage 
I think he made it seem like it was going to be someone that was going to totally change, you know, everything, you know, come, come back to that one statement that he made a while ago about changing the landscape of wrestling or something like that. He didn't say that this time, but it kind of fell along the same vibe. And that was very unfortunate because it really did set up Christian cage for failure. And one of the things we also discussed about last week was we said this, we said that no matter who it is, some people are going to be more excited than other people. And I will tell you this, when I was watching the show, my fiance was way more excited for Christian Cage than I was. I felt I had to get myself excited versus versus him watching. It was like, oh, yay. Like I knew it was Christian Cage. Okay, confirm it's Christian Cage. Cool, etc. So no matter what, like you could be a fan of someone, but because of how it was set up, there was going to be, you know, a little bit of a letdown if it wasn't somebody that was, you know, CM Punk or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that this was a case of perhaps overhyping and under-delivering, whereas like the the, gold, the golden room is usually like under-hype then over-deliver. And I think you're doing it on a pay-per-view, uh, having the, you know, the Hall of Fame worthy thing, like you said, that Tony Khan quote of like, you know, he's one of the greatest wrestlers ever and stuff. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sure Tony does believe that. But I think it also, this is, you know, these are wrestling fans. And, you know, one of the first questions we got from Reese was like, Punk, while Punk is still able to walk, is it possible for any company to promote a surprise appearance and not have fans crap all over it when it isn't CM Punk? And I really think that is the case. If you, if I'm a wrestling promoter now, like having seen, you know, seen the last five years since CM Punk left, I'm never teasing this as a surprise appearance of someone because instantly everyone's going to go like, oh, cool, it's CM Punk then, right? Like that's, it's, he is this sort of like mythical name that is always, he is the answer to that question every single time. And then it isn't him. And then people are like, well, that's disappointing because it's not CM Punk. We had like every live stream we did of like TNA, of, um, they called them TNA for a second. Then every live stream we did of AEW's first year, um, everyone at the end of a show, people were like, CM Punk didn't debut. That was a terrible show. Like I was, I was expecting CM Punk to debut and he didn't. So that's a a zero out of five show for me. And bringing in Christian, I think as some people are saying now, oh, now it just feels like TNA 2.0, like being compared to TNA is a bad thing. Like TNA was a great company um, in the early days. Um, So yes, I just think like, is there any chance that a company can promote a surprise sprint without people like fans, not just, you know, not taking away the Tony Khan thing, but fans like us overhyping it ourselves. I don't know because I don't know. No, because look, yeah, people were, some people were reaching when saying Brock Lesnar, but I wasn't convinced that it was going to be Brock Lesnar. I'm sure you weren't convinced it was going to be Brock Lesnar. I think sometimes there's this big misconception that because, you know, maybe some people are saying something online, you think everybody's thinking that, but that's not always the case. Like there are some people that are going to stay within you know, what they think is just to whatever is happening. They're not going to go all out on a limb, you know? So I don't think that. However, it does. it is going to be a thing, I think, for quite some time still where people, no matter what, are going to assume CM Punk. And even when he, when he said it wasn't him, you know, I even came on here and said, well, if it is that's him, what you would say. <laughs> yeah, like that's what you would say, right? So I like didn't believe in myself. And I don't know where this comes from. Like, I don't know why me and maybe some other people are like this, where you think, uh, okay, well, there's still the possibility. I think no matter what, we always have like this hope, right? And I think now, now, hopefully people stop. But then here's the thing too, it's CM Punk. If people stop talking about him and stop expecting him, 
isn't that a bad sign for him that people are finally over it? They're done. Like, don't they say like if people aren't, I, I don't mean, remember the saying. You say that, but I think he'd be thrilled. Like, I think I think CM Punk would probably be thrilled know. if people stop, stop, stop wishing it's him. I don't know, man. Like, I think he's the sort of person, he's quite happy. Like, he's clearly just very happy to have walked away from wrestling. But we as wrestling fans be like, we're not, we didn't say you could walk away. You, you haven't walked away. <laughs> right. we didn't, you walk when we say you walk. Like, now you're still coming back to AEW. Exactly. Like, I always wonder if, like, part of him has ever thought about coming back, but maybe because he was so persistent on the fact that he's not, that he doesn't want to be proven wrong. So, like, if he comes back, people will be like, ha, we knew you were going to come back. They always yeah, come yeah, back. Because yeah, <laughs> um, Jericho added in another comment, uh, over the past couple of days, I've seen a lot of people down on Christian joining AEW because it wasn't CM Punk. This incredibly frustrated me, since I believe Christian is not only a future Hall of Famer, he's also a huge signing for AEW. I think if it was Punk, it would have potentially overshadowed almost everything AEW is doing. In addition, I think there is a group of wrestling fandom that cannot and will not let Punk go when he is clearly most let, he has mostly let wrestling go. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Regardless, I look forward to what Christian will do in AEW. Are you are you excited for what he could do there? First of all, I didn't see this quote by Jericho. When did he say this? Was no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, that was a, a, a Patreon mailbag we got in from someone who was called oh, Jericho. Not, oh, no. I was like, what? He said this? I didn't see this. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, was the... Sorry, was I the didn't... Wait, I didn't even the... think of that. I didn't even Wait, put that. <laughs> was, the, was the fan's name Jericho in their Jericho, username? Jericho, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, their username. <laughs> I thought Jericho said this. Why isn't anybody, why didn't this pop up on my timeline? Uh, <laughs> you had me freaking out for a second. I was like, Sorry. I feel like I should have seen this. I should have um, been clearer. Okay, well, now this has a totally different meaning because I thought to myself, well, this is Chris Jericho saying this. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, God, now I don't even remember the question. Okay, but he basically asked if CM Punk would overshadow the AEW. Yeah, roster. would would CM Punk have overshadowed everything? No, it just would have added to the hype. I mean, look at everything that happened this past weekend on Dynamite. I mean, it was a great ending to a great show. Does it overshadow everything? No, there's still other great stuff people are interested in. I came out of last week's show thinking, oh, I'm hyped for this. I'm hyped for this storyline. I'm hyped for that. So I don't think so. I don't think that it would have necessarily overhyped everything. But then again, at the same time, I mean, overshadowed everything. But then at the same time, the explosion dud did overshadow the entire pay-per-view. So maybe I'm wrong here. But that was overshadowed in a bad way, not necessarily yeah, yeah. in a good way. I think it says a lot as well. Like there were a lot of reports that came out, um, uh, you know, at the time, you know, at the arena and things like that. Melter wrote about it in the Observer today. But Maki Ito got a bigger pop than Christian did. Good for her. And I get absolutely good for her because she is the best. And I think that is because apparently a lot of people in the building figured it was Christian. Like they'd heard, they'd caught wind that Christian was there, so they kind of they were expecting me. Like, oh, cool, that's confirmed it. But Maki Ito was a genuine surprise. Like no one, no one had Maki Ito down to be the surprise replacement for Rebel. Did you see Dave's tweet that day about the Spanish commentary and what happened with that? Yeah, and because given... Ethan Page came out. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know who does who I don't even know who does the Spanish commentary because I don't I don't obviously watch the Spanish commentary so I haven't even been looking at them but I'm thinking how on 
earth do you make this mistake? Like, what is happening here? Who's doing this job? I mean, that just to me seems like a big, like, if I'm, you know, watching on the Spanish feed, which, uh, by the way, I almost accidentally purchased on BR Live, the Spanish feed. I didn't even realize that I just clicked, like, on the first AEW Revolution little icon that I saw. I didn't even realize it was the Spanish feed, and I almost purchased that. So I thought, I was like, wow, imagine I would have bought it. I would have already had the scoop, but (laughs) we did it. Um, Anyway, so so uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Basically, like it sucks for those people, though. If you're watching the show and you're all excited, even though most of the people already thought Christian Cage and then they get their answer. And then also, you know what else surprises me? And I was going to mention this earlier, but I might as well mention it now. Renee Young's podcast, Renee Paquette, when she said, hey, uh, you know, Christian basically said that when they made his announcement on Dynamite, he hadn't even signed yet. Yeah, they, they, yeah, he had not put pen to paper um at that point uh, apparently according to the chat it's um it's dasher and alex that do the spanish commentary um alex abahathes and uh dasher fuentes do the spanish commentary that's what, what um yeah they that's what i feel like they would know i know that sounds like a sort of mistake they wouldn't have made to confuse ethan page with christian cage honey con brother i speak spanish <laughs> and english hire me i can tell i can't do play by play but i can tell ethan page oh, and christian cage apart come on. there are there are like 20 odd thousand people that watch this show <laughs> every single one of you should be adding tony khan on twitter being like denise salcedo is available for commentary come on she man. speaks spanish etc you'll have to go to florida commentary, so no and it also means you have to go to Florida, which I don't think you're massively keen no, on. No, I don't want to go to Florida. <laughs> um, and yeah, we had a couple of other messages, like someone sending like some fancy booking of what they would do uh, for the Christian Cage debut. Someone else sent a message in. But Philip O'Reilly, uh, I found this one interesting, uh, who says um, uh, that we make him and his eight-year-old son a Liam's week. So that's very nice. Um, oh, this is yay. their favorite show. Um, oh, said, do you think- hold on. Oh. I was supposed to do this last week, and I don't know if this person's still watching, but happy birthday to Keenan Currington. I had this sitting here for a long time, and I've been needing to wish him a happy birthday. So thank you for that oh. reminder. <laughs> that was last week, Phillip though. Philip says, um, do you think people would have been more excited if Christian hadn't returned at the Royal Rumble, and this was his official return to wrestling? Do you think like that would have, like the Royal Rumble return kind of like diminished this return potentially? No, I think maybe if anything, it got it talking a little bit more because there's always those people thinking, well, hmm, he was just at the Royal Rumble. Why Mm. didn't WWE offer him a contract? Hmm, was there drama there? Was there not drama there? You know, it gets people talking. And after Royal Rumble, I tweeted out a picture of that moment with Edge and Christian. And it was my most popular tweet. So like when people tell when you were mentioning right now, how like some people were like, oh, whatever, it's Christian, we're over. I'm thinking, what is going on? You guys were all crying your hearts out and being so like, oh, my God, over this moment. And now Christian Cage is like the villain and whatever, which I feel bad because it really was not his fault whatsoever. You know, it's just a guy signing. Didn't think that all this was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was an interesting note from Meltzer in the uh, the Observer this week about the ratings because um, both shows were down this week, essentially, from what they did, um, you know, last week. AEW, I think, you know, they expect there's going to be a pay-per-view bump because it's a post-pay-per-view show, but like the Shaq number 
was that Shaq was clearly a difference maker in the ratings last week. And he writes, AEW was way down in viewers, almost the same in the 18 to 49, uh, even very strong in 30 to 35 to 49. They lost all the older single home viewers brought in by Shaquille O'Neal last week, but were stronger than last week in three of the four key demos. NXT pushing Finn Balor versus Adam Cole and Io Shirai versus Tony Storm should have been a big improvement over last week, but they were actually the same in viewers and down in the key demos. The key takeaway from this is the first TV appearance of Christian Cage, a I'm sorry, appeared to mean nothing for the ratings. But for NXT to do what they did with Balor versus Cole, who are both major ratings draws for the company in big matches in 2020, their numbers are worse. So yes, yeah, so Christian Cage, you know, came in with a lot of pomp and circumstance, but it did nothing for the ratings. Oof, this is bad. Where are the people at? Where are they? What are they doing? What do they have going on on a Wednesday night? Uh, this is interesting, too, because NXT, for me, I'm thinking, okay, they went in when these two promoting these two big announcements, right? And for the most part, everybody could figure out what those announcements were going to be. There were just a couple of options, you know, it didn't really seem like it was going to be anything too crazy. Uh, but still, nonetheless, two big announcements were promoted Two championship matches were promoted Two real, you know, pretty big ones. Unfortunately, I think that besides the I don't think that the Io Shirai Tony Storm match had the the momentum going into this match that I thought it should have. Uh, it didn't feel that special. Uh, Adam Cole Finn Balor. I think that everybody kind of already knew what they were going to get from that. So maybe that's why I don't. Maybe that's why not as many people were interested. I don't know. And then I'm thinking AEW Revolution, uh, AEW Dynamite. I'm thinking after Revolution. See, here's the thing that maybe like, you know, a lot of people were upset at the outcome, right? And thinking like, mm -hmm. well, they failed us here. But at the same time, don't you kind of want to know how they're going to bounce back from this? Don't you want to know what's going to happen with Christian Cage? Like there's still a lot of questions that oh, needed yeah. to be answered following Revolution. And even though, you know, I was bummed out at the ending, I mean, obviously I'm going to still tune in because I want to know what's going to happen, etc. So it is pretty interesting to me how they didn't have, you know, a nice rating after this. It really does suck. And it is telling. And then also when Christian came out and, you know, just went face to face against Kenny Omega, I wasn't necessarily hot for that. I was just like sitting there, no reaction whatsoever. I, dude, I had the exact same thing. We had a hyper chat in on the AEW Revolution uh, review show that said, like, uh, what do you think Christian's first feud is going to be? Do you think it's going to be against Kenny Omega? And I was like, oh, it's not what I would do. Like, so I think that paints bad optics. People already, like, there are there is a vocal portion of people who just hate AEW and hate everything they do and want them to fail because for whatever reasons, but also they have this optic that, oh, they just push the ex-WWE guys, right? So you bring this guy in that a lot of people think is already a disappointment and then you do put him in that sort of main event position against Kenny Omega. I, I don't think it painted it in a particularly great light. If it's a, I, I said this in the Dynamite Review show this week. If it's a TV feud, I think that's fine. If it's the double or nothing main events, then I think that's, I don't think that's great. But I don't, I get the feeling that it's not going to be the double or nothing main event. Um, I mean, Nick Kitchen has sent in a hype chat today to say, I love Christian. He smashed it in TNA and I have no doubt he'd do a great job at AEW. He definitely is a Hall of Famer uh, and I could see that it would have been overhyped. Who do you think his second feud will be uh, now that he's going after Kenny first? I don't know because I was honestly thinking that he would go in an entirely different direction. Same I actually here. thought 100%. that, yeah, I actually thought that he could be 
more of that person similar to Chris Jericho, because let's be real, Chris Jericho can't go at a certain speed anymore. And I think, well, we haven't seen much of as much of Christian yet, but I'm assuming that he can probably go at a faster speed than Jericho right now and can still probably go, you know, with a lot of different talents. I actually thought, and I tweeted this out last night, I would have, I would love to see like Christian Cage versus Scorpio Sky, something to help, you know, elevate these talents that are, you know, almost there. And Scorpio Sky has been almost there for such a long time that I think a storyline with somebody with the name and respect of Christian Cage would be fantastic. One of the other things that I put out there was I would love to see a six man between Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Kingston Moxley and Cage, that would be a fantastic usage of him too but doing Kenny Christian necessarily at the moment does not have my interest I think if later on I don't know if anything can happen right if you know in the next two weeks I think it's the hottest feud out there then you know what great for them good for them I'm excited about that I'm not necessarily going to trash it just because I'm not excited about it right now but it does sort of seem like they went into this right away and if they do do this match it's definitely going to be very telling of Christian Cage down the line depending on how this storyline goes on how the match goes etc but I also do think right now given how everything went down at uh revolution with the dud the failure the explosion thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of that I almost feel like right now AEW literally has to put like their best of the very best exactly because right now that stench is still in people's minds and i know it's gonna take me like a tad to forget about it and you know i even said this like when i was watching raw every time a pyro firework anything happened i thought boom aw revolution it just went straight into my brain do you see apparently like there's some people who are now thinking that um uh that uh the fiend orton match could be an exploding match they could do like because like a uh, you know the majority of their rest the majority of uh, WWE's viewers aren't watching AEW so they're not gonna know that AEW did it plus if they do it and do it better that's almost it's gonna make them look even worse so like you know not not doing the Firefly Funhouse instead and doing uh, an explosion match in like there I think it actually I mean it's a it's a ballsy thing to do and I don't think it's the worst idea either look at the end of the day. I think to myself, if I'm a rival company and my and my rival fails at something, I'm going to be petty enough. And if I got money and I got that, you know, big D energy, I'm going to be like, hey, you know what? Screw you, pal. Yeah, I'm going to do gonna my do version that. and it's going <laughs> to knock yours out of the water. Because think about it. They're rivals, okay? They're not going to be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm so sorry this didn't work out. Don't worry. We won't do anything like that. It's not going to happen. This is, you know, money's on the line. Viewers are on the line. So if they were to do something like this, I mean everybody would be talking about it and let's just hope that there is no failures because then then that's it that match would just be cursed uh we've got a couple more hyper chats to do and then we'll do the uh patreon mailbag uh the fizzard said um uh cm punk is one of the most innovative wrestlers of all time however this desperation to get him back into wrestling uh, has hurt the business more than it has helped um i think i can sort of see uh what the, the, the fizzard is saying there with that one I wouldn't go as far to say that it's hurting the business. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Brett J. Rasmus, I believe that AEW did hype up the debut very well. Christian is a Hall of Fame worthy wrestler. He is a big star. I think we all worked ourselves into thinking who it will be debut. I lost my mind when it was Christian. Also, congratulations on six years, Luke. 
Thank you very much. Um, Dragon Death Cab Khan is correct that Christian is one of the best of the last 20 years. He lifted TNA into respectability for several years, proving himself as a main eventer. He can be anywhere on a card, and that card is already better with him on it. Which I think is also a very interesting point. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, but let's dive into your Patreon mailbag questions. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, if you want to get your most question into the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount. Label it mailbag in the community section. Do not email me. I will just lose it. I'm bad at my job. And please label it mailbag. I spied a few of you this week just posting things in there without mailbag. I don't know if it's a mailbag. I don't know if you want us to answer it. It just looks like you're leaving a comment. So label it mailbag. Jonathan Hedlund. you yelling at the people because you're like the nicest person to yell at someone. (laughs) I can't ever imagine getting in trouble with you. You'd be like, I'm very sorry to tell you, but your performance was not good today. Denise, I would bust out the, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, (laughs) this would feel like an episode of Full House. Uh, Jonathan Hedman said, good appropriate time of the day to you both. Hope you're well. I think the most important question we should all look for answers to is, will there be Adam Blamplate merch? I'll watch later after work. Um, I'm sure there'll be merchandise. If there's enough call for merchandise down the line, maybe we'll get some Blamplate. CC Ollie Davis to make sure to give Denise, what do you, what do you get? Like creative creative uh what do i get from being the creator do i get like some income like how does that work cc ollie davis (laughs) give denise money for her creation of adam (laughs) blampley and well actually i don't know how that would work because considering that it's adam's uh image (laughs) 
I was going to say, does he get residuals for it? I mean, Who I didn't get residuals it? for the T-shirt that's got my face on it. I just get paid at the end of the month. But I didn't get, I didn't get residuals for a per T-shirt that I sell. Okay, see, no, you need to, you need to find out. You need to go and Denise, talk to I didn't, me to find out what's Denise, happening. I didn't have a T-shirt for years. Everyone got a T-shirt before I did. Like Why? the running gag, that, the running gag that we had was like, oh, whenever we came around to like new talks of merchandise stuff, I was like, oh, don't give me a T-shirt because it's really funny that I've never had a T-shirt. Like Ollie's had like multiple T-shirts, Laurie's had multiple T-shirts, Pete's had multiple T-shirts, and then I just never got one. And we were like, oh no, I think we should just keep it as a running joke that Luke never has merchandise. That's and then eventually, so <laughs> and then eventually I got one. Um, and wow, it was pretty good. People bought it and I like it. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson said, are there any games or songs that you guys really like that a lot of people really hate? I really like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I'm aware that a lot of people don't like the game. Are there any games or songs where you've had a similar experience? Now, that might be difficult because you don't play video games, but there are any like but songs? I play mobile games. Do those count? <laughs> well, actually, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people really do hate mobile games. So yeah, you might be on to a really? one. So I've been addicted to this one game and I really hate it. You know, I bought, this is getting ridiculous. So it's Design <laughs> Home. And I told you about this where you design you did, yeah, homes, yeah, yeah. but the game is so like, they like to charge you an arm and a leg just for a couch. And I'm thinking, this is a game. Why am I poor in this game too that I am in real <laughs> life? Like, that's not fair. I'm poor everywhere. Like, give me a break here. Well, anyways, in order to get like the furniture to design my houses, <laughs> I need to get diamonds, right? Well, the diamonds go really fast because the each like furniture piece cost a lot of diamonds. So I ended up buying a one-year subscription to Vogue Oh my god. To get Denise. diamonds. Oh, I bought Denise. I bought a $25 oh. mor moisturizer cream That's to get Denise. diamonds. Stop. And I downloaded 10 apps so no. that I could get diamonds. It gets worse. And I bought diamond packs. No, this game Denise, is this is me. how they get you. You're but a whale. They don't give me diamonds. How am I supposed to play? because that's what they want you to do they don't give you the diamonds on purpose so you spend real world money it's a scam mobile games are a scam on this app dude, already i know dude i totally hear you what you're saying because simpsons tapped out it's an interactive coloring book that is what it is there's no game there and i spent real world on money on that well it's but it's not like it is a game where you like you build your own virtual springfield right and you can buy like simpsons characters and stuff and it gives you in-game currency but not enough to really buy the stuff that you right? need. And, and like my friends and I were like massively into it and he had a much better Springfield than I did. And it made me, and I went, I fell into a spiral and I spent like a hundred, I spent like 200 quid on this stupid game before I realized like, why am I doing this? I have yes. fallen into their trap because this is what they do. They make a game where you don't get everything in the game. So you have to spend real world money in order to get the thing. It's a horrible, horrible system. What's worse is that it's now in like, so if you buy um like, so $60 games, like brand new, like games, they all have that same thing now as well, where they've taken like mobile functionality of just like, well, we'll give you this amount of experience, but if you really want to level up quicker, you've got to pay us some real world money and then you'll like level up quicker. God. It's a horrible business con. It's a con. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's daylight it's robbery. It's working. It like, I'm not going to stop playing this game unless someone comes and uninstalls this dang game from me. Like, I've been thinking about just uninstalling it. This is why I do not download mobile games, because then I get oh, addicted. Denise. And right now I'm oh. currently addicted in these design home people. I'm spending money on designing virtual homes when I could be saving that money for my future home and buying actual real furniture. 
in the mobile gaming world, you're a whale. That's what they call you. Oh, you taught okay? me this. I remember yeah. you taught uh, me this. You're the people that they want. The uh, a basically uh, people like me, dumb idiots that will spend real world money on pointless crap that doesn't actually need to wear it. I can spend that money on some actual real world stuff. I'm a big fat whale. <laughs> I'm a big fat whale. They are just taking my oh, little money. <laughs> made me so angry. I'm, I'm, I'm hot now. I'm actually. I know. Hot. And I don't even know when my cream or my magazines are coming. And you know, I almost <laughs> bought, you know what I almost bought because they were having like double points. I almost <laughs> bought. Oh, I forgot. What's the word? Oh, I forgot what the word is for. Uh, oh my gosh. Re. Re, re when something's like good for the for the earth re recycled no not recycled re for i don't they were underwear that are apparently good for the world so like if you buy them <laughs> like, and like let's say you throw them out <laughs> buy i think it might have been biodegradable or something like that biodegradable yeah that sounds about right so it's okay. just like you know single use underwear is that what you're buying no, now it doesn't <laughs> say, i don't know if it was i don't even know if it was single use or what but apparently like it's good for the earth and i was like all right i might buy this cuz they were oh, cool. I'll buy i need a sofa cuz i was trying to find things that i might actually use so that i could get diamonds oh my god it makes me so mad um right we, i need to move on my answer to that question though is i like new metal music and no one likes new metal music genuinely like a lot of people hate new metal music but there's a part of me there's this 14 year old boy inside of me that was there when it was popular <laughs> popular who's just like no it's still good still good corner still good i like new metal music but it's not like i'm also the guy that like vanilla rice's metal uh stuff i like vanilla rice anyway because i think like vanilla rice is great right uh but like vanilla rice when he when... ice ice baby oh of course he is yeah to the song, extreme yeah. i rock a mic like a vandal light up the stage wax jump like a candle dance the... i i love vanilla rice i could go on uh he did like a new metal turn for a little while <laughs> and it was it was so crap but i love it amazing uh, <laughs> i was like fuck. what are you saying <laughs> That is, um, so yeah, that, that's my karaoke song of choice is to do um, like uh, Ice Ice Baby, usually because I just don't need the screen. So I can just then like, and then, you know, it's, it's a stupid little party piece that, yeah, for whatever reason, I know the words to Ice Ice Baby. They're just locked in my head and they will never leave. See, I don't know the song. I just know the parts when he goes, Ice Ice Baby. That's it. To go, to go. Anyway, Forrest says, uh, hey there, Luke and Denise. I've got a fun uh, question, multi-part for you two. Firstly, though I'm sure you've already answered this one, who is a wrestler you will always pop for? Uh, what's your favorite version of that character? And what is that wrestler's highest and lowest moments? So is there a wrestler you will always pop for? Yeah, and you can take care of the low moments because you hate this person. I know you hate this person. It's Triple H. I will I always pop for Triple H, no matter what always always i'm a fan so dude it's, it's it's fine like i was worked by triple h that's why i've got like you know that 14 year old boy i was just talking about that was massive into that you 14 year old boy still lives in there being like don't you triple h no the rock's the best you're you're smelly i don't like you and you suck because he was the heel that was being worked um so that's why like i'll always have this like oh no triple h Ugh, see no, i always saw him as a cool guy though so i don't know why to me he was always cool like i never saw him as like a heel even when he was a heel he was a cool heel to me oh no he was no he was certainly not the rock levels are cool uh mine's jeff hardy like i will really? always mark I'm, i will always be a mark for jeff hardy like i i don't know why i don't know what it is because i i, I say it like that now but like you know the question was who you always pop for but when jeff hardy's announced for raw i don't go like oh cool i just go like huh eh, you know jeff's on raw i guess 
Like so, maybe the the Jeff Shine has gone. The answer though. Because if you yeah, if you, always you would pop for him even getting beat by Elias every week on Raw. I know, yeah, and I don't need to see that anymore and throwing piss in Seamus's face. See, maybe Jeff Hardy isn't my answer. I don't know who might is then. He Probably was the your answer. He was my answer, yeah. I mean, the Rock, now. like when The Rock came back, like I was I was one of those people that were blind to all the criticisms against The Rock when he came back for like 2013. Me too, yeah. I was just like, no, no, it's The Rock. He's still good. He's still great. And yeah, I, I think looking back on it now, I'm like, eh, wasn't that good but it's still the rock so i liked it did the rocks the rock to me like in my opinion like he can come out whenever the hell he wants do whatever he wants and i'm gonna be excited about it uh owen asks out of the three options which one would you want to live through a year-long heel ms wwe title reign a year-long shane mcmahon wwe title reign or jeff jarrett's reign of terror in the mid-2000s I will tell you this now, Owen, I did live through Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror in the mid-2000s. It's probably the one I would still pick. I would I would rather, I don't know, shave my eyebrows off than live through one year of The Miz as, as a champion. I don't know. That would be terrible. I would have to pick Jeff Jarrett as well. Like for me, and if not the Shane McMahon thing. And a lot of people in the chat have been like, why oh, haven't I picked Raven as my wrestler? Well, Raven's my favorite wrestler. Like, yeah, I'm always going to pop for him, but that seems like the obvious answer. Like, I don't, I don't The question was not like, who's your favorite wrestler? It's who's the wrestler you always pop for. And like, to me, that's always, I, I think those two are separate things. Raven is my, it's just my favorite wrestler I, ever. You've met Raven, haven't you? I've never met Raven, no. You've never met Raven? I've never met him, no. I've never actually Luke. seen him wrestle live either. Luke, that's just sad. <laughs> you know, I've emailed with Raven. Have you really? I've emailed with Raven. Yeah. Oh, when we were setting up cool that guy. interview. And then like when we did our interview, like he gave me advice afterwards. Like even oh, at, like, nice. after like the interview, he like chatted with me and I was like, he, but I didn't know you then. So sorry. <laughs> he's, the best. He's, he's great. Uh, Finn Brennan says, I went to an OTT show a couple of years ago and saw a match that featured an Irish wrestler named Liam Royal. I was blown away by him. He had the whole package. He was intense, charismatic, tall, muscular, great look, and was great in ring. As I watched him wrestle, all I was thinking was, man, Vince McMahon would love this guy. But less than a year later, he announced that he was retiring from wrestling. So my question is, are there any wrestlers you've seen on the independent scene that you thought would be in WWE one day, but then stepped away from the business prematurely, not due to injury? I actually don't have an answer for this one because most of the guys that I've seen, I'd be like, oh yeah, they'd be wicked in WWE or, um, and haven't gone, uh, you know, or didn't go, or they're still wrestling now. Oh, you've got an answer? I have an answer. Okay, still wrestling now, but has never gone to WWE. And I think it is a mighty damn shame. Because I freaking love this guy. And this is even before he even was on Impact. Willie Mack. Willie Mack. I'm sorry. Yes. There is no one. Like, I mean, there's multiple people. But there's, like, no one that can do what he does at his size on their roster right now. I would put him up. Like, to me, he is a million times better than Keith Lee. Oh. Uh, I Oh, I said it. And I stand by that. I mean, if you don't, if you don't agree with that, that's fine with me. But go back and watch some of that Willie Mack stuff. Because that is the guy. That if he was, if I was trying to decide what show am I going to attend, if he was on the card, I signed up for that show because I thought he was just so dang good. And he is still so dang good. So I'm going to go with Willie Mack. I've always thought he should be in WWE, but I forgot why he wasn't. There was something that I think happened or some sort of story or rumor or something, but I forget what it is. I think there's a tag team that I absolutely love uh, that does a lot on the British independent scene called Aussie Open. 
who are absolutely wicked. Carl Fletcher and Dunkzilla, and they're awesome. I'd love to see them in AEW. I really would, like, because they've got an amazing tag division, and I'd love to see those two, like, tear it up with those guys. So, but they haven't, like, stepped away from the business, which is why I'm actually really struggling with that question to kind of, like, answer it fully. Um, also, thank you to Mark Jones. He was the chap that sent in his Christian debut fantasy booking. Thank you very much for that. Robert Ray said, I was sending, uh, watching some old WWF pay-per-views, and I was watching SummerSlam 1995 with Isaac Yankin versus Bret Hart. Uh, it got me thinking, is there anyone now that can do what Glenn Jacobs did, which is wearing a mask on TV and then like, being a new character, and there's a mystery of who it is behind the mask? I, I mean, Robert kind of points this out in his the rest of his question, but I, with the social media now, I think it's impossible because we've literally just seen it happen with Retribution. Like they put masks on them, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I know, but I know who that is." Like that's Dominic Dijakovic, that's Mia Yim, that's uh, Shane Thorne. I think in the in the age of social media now, I don't know if you could have like an a, an Isaac Yankum situation. So maybe not the exact situation, but I actually think there should be more masked wrestlers because. Let's be real. Some guys just do not have the charisma to like be a larger than life superstar. And we've seen them. Okay. I feel the mass can definitely help out so many people who are just, let's face it, generic. So I would actually like more mass wrestlers. I don't care if I know who they are. I actually yep. just, but if they embrace it and then it's, and I'm not talking retribution because retribution is really not a good example. That's, that's, that's not fair to this argument. Okay. <laughs> I need like a <laughs> legit good person to say like this, per, like more masked wrestlers because everybody is starting to look exactly the dang same. All right. So, you know what? I'm all for it. More masked wrestlers, bring more mystery. Don't be generic. Stand out from the crowd. I think the mask could definitely do it for a lot of people. Uh, Marcus Sol Campbell, what are your expectations for Moose versus Rich Swan at Sacrifice this weekend? I think a lot of people are expecting Moose to win. I think I am too, but I, oh God, Rich Swan is literally one of my favorite competitors to watch. I mean, his, I, his match with Eric Young last year was my match of the year. So um, anytime I get to see Rich Swan wrestle, I'm good. I, I kind of still want to see him as champion. So my pick's still Rich. Yeah, I've got, I've got Rich Swan to win as well, particularly because you've already set up the stuff with him and Kenny. Like, you know, the, the, it, whoever yeah. wins, they're going to face Kenny Omega at Rebellion. So I think it's got to be a Rich Swan win. You did the tag match earlier this year. You had like the stuff with the bus and everything. I think the story is already there for, for him and Kenny. So I would have Rich uh, win here, unify the titles, and then go on to face him at, at Rebellion. And the card for sacrifice is actually looking pretty good. Like I was just looking oh, yeah. at the other at that the other day because I was preparing for an interview with Jazz, and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "This card's looking pretty damn good." Like on paper, it looks really good. I'll use this as a nice little segue, actually, because we're reviewing WrestleMania 19 for the Patreon podcast Russell Talk Extra next week, and Jazz is on that card, and I keep forgetting this because WrestleMania 19 is a show I've only actually watched through once um, in the past. I've watched like matches here and there, but from start to end, I've only ever watched it once. And yeah, Jess is on that card in a triple threat with Victoria and Trish Stratus. And she, it's actually a pretty decent little match. And she's awesome in it as well. Like she was really, really cool. So I'm, it's so awesome seeing her back. Yeah, I think she was definitely, I mean, you can say this about so many of the women because they didn't get the proper opportunities. But I think she was one of those people that was like wrong era. Like how she came out right now with her exact same persona. I think she would have been someone really cool. 
Uh, Josh says, WrestleMania 19 won this month's Patreon poll. It got me thinking about that low blow that Chris Jericho hit on Shawn Michaels at the end of the match and how it happened. And I was like, dang, it really got me. He shouldn't have done it, but he did. Have you ever had a moment which you genuinely did not see coming? A million. I can't even <laughs> think right now. There's so many. Like everything in the history of wrestling that's happened, I never saw coming. I'm not that person that I'm like, oh, I expect this to happen. No. Yeah. Oh, dude, I had the, I mean, on Wednesday night with Dynamite, like I did not see that MJF new heel faction coming. Oh, not no. I did not see it coming at all. No, it was just like swerve after swerve after swerve. I love that. That was, I mean, like a lot of twists and turns. I like that. That was fun. Uh, Chris says, with Daniel Bryan saying this run will be his last, uh, who do you think should be the one to beat him? Or do you think that he should go over and finish his full-time career on a win? Go over, have a win. He deserves you it. You reckon? Yeah. I don't know, Plus, there's like, nobody that I'm like, oh, they should be Daniel Bryan. There's nobody yeah. right now either. I think that that's that's the thing is like, there's no one at the moment where I'm like, yeah, like you say, that there isn't like who Daniel Bryan should be feuding with at the moment. Because I'd have said Chad Gable, but like Chad's a guy that they have just like pushed so far into the ground that like I'm I'm so like I'm I'm past <laughs> Chad in WWE, unfortunately. Like he is yeah. one of those guys where I'm like, I, I'm 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 beyond it now. Like I, I, I'm struggling to care about what they're going to do with Chad Gable next because I've had my my heart hurts too many times over Chad Gable, so I can't even get excited about the idea of doing a Chad Daniel Bryan feud because I don't think it would ever be taken seriously. No, I mean they would have to do some serious rebranding on Chad Gable for sure. I honestly think that the only thing that can save Chad Gable at the moment is to get him on NXT and put him up in matches against whoever. And yeah. that would be the way to kind of like with Brizango, you know, like they were seen as like a silly, like dancers, you know, for a very long time. Then they got to NXT and they were able to show a different side of them themselves. Uh, I think that would be something that they could do with Chad Gable. And, and, and actually, because he's a dang Olympian, so they can definitely yeah. do that. He <laughs> have no issues putting these amazing matches together. Oh, man, yeah. NXT is a great place for him. Also, AEW. Uh, Duncan <laughs> J said, um, Paul White's new shirt for AEW. Do you think that he has the worst merchandise ever? I can't think of one good shirt he's ever had. I like Paul White's new shirt. That's the first person I've ever said who doesn't like his shirt in AEW, the no more BS thing. I thought it was quite clever, actually. I thought it was pretty I good. I thought it was very clever. No more BS. Because I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it, right? I, yeah. I get that reference. Sorry. <laughs> and everybody got it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I like it. <laughs> yeah no dude i i, I really liked that i thought it was a, it was a cool t-shirt i mean like uh, who's china had some terrible merchandise in the uh the the 90s do you remember that t-shirt that she had that said for china on it because no, you know i don't she remember is a, she is a woman so she has a vagina but her name is china so we've written for china for china like f-a yeah no it was v-a as v in so it's like va china yeah. Oh, I need to Google this one second because I was <laughs> and, always a really big like China fan, but for some reason, like my mom never really let me like buy like her merch or anything like that because I was like a little girl and I don't know. I think she thought it was like, oh, this one. Yes. You know what? I'd seen her wear this like so many times, but I don't ever think I actually read the words. And also I was a kid, so I didn't yeah. know about the China. OK, I was unaware. It's like one of those things where, you know, you watch a show 
when you were a kid, but you don't actually get it until you're an adult. So vagina. Yeah, it was bad. Also, the APA's one of always pounding ass. Like it's not not a good shirt. There was a lot of things that are just coming now into existence where I'm like, oh, oh also like I mean I would honestly say pretty much 99% of WWE's merchandise now is terrible. Like it's just like the laziest merchandise. Like you know, it's like Sami Zayn, I'm the Intercontinental Champion. There was more design in that than a lot of WWE stars like t-shirts designs. They're so yeah. bad. Yeah, you know what I actually did? I wish I wish they did more like clothing, like regular clothing instead of t-shirts where you can wear like maybe like a casual I don't know, blouse that could have like a little pocket. I don't know. I'm thinking like outside the box, but I wish that they would switch up their merch and make it more like something that you can wear. Not yeah. not make it too obvious that it's like, the, I would like two different things. One, I would like, you know, merchandise that's not too obvious that you're a wrestling fan. And then stuff that is very obvious so that I can wear those two events and then wear the other stuff in my daily life. And I could go to the market without having someone's giant face on my shirt. (laughs) I accidentally went out with my t-shirt on that's got my face on it. I, oh I went down to the shop. I, dude, I didn't realize I was wearing the t-shirt because I was wearing it like on a video that I did here. Finished it up, did the podcast and everything. And I just said to my wife, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to quit nip to the shops and pick something up. Just walked down there. Didn't think about it at all until I was standing there in the queue. And I looked down, I was like, <gasps> I've got my own face on my t-shirt. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and people are going to be like, this guy. Right? I know. So because, much. Exactly. Because no one knows who I am. Like, no one knows that I do this. Like, I'm a nobody. And I'm just walking around, to, like, oh, by the way, I've also got my own face. And I look like Steve Austin, right? And, like, I'm wearing my own face on my own T-shirt. And I was like, I was wearing a cardigan. I was trying to, like, cover my cardigan up. So I covered up my face to no avail. So I will tell you how embarrassing that, that is, actually. Because, okay, Taylor's, like, the biggest star, right? She gets so, people make so much fun, like the fans, they make fun of her because she wears her own merch all the time. And I'm like, all right, if Taylor can't get away with wearing her own merch all the time, I don't think anybody can get away with wearing their merch. It's just, it looks funny. Uh, Callum (laughs) says, in your opinion, what's the best cliffhanger in a TV show? Here's a shocker for you from a Callum email. For me, it's the end of season three of Lost when they revealed it's a flash forward instead of a flashback. Um, Of of course, of course, Callum was always going to uh, put over Lost there as his favorite show. Uh, but yeah, well, your favorite uh, cliffhanger in a TV show? God, I don't know. There's so many. I can't think right now of when I was just genuinely like, <gasps> I mine's it's maybe it's recency bias, and obviously I'm not going to say what it is because uh, you know still people are catching up with it. But I know all I'm going to say is that Wonder Vision reveal, right? Right, guys. That cliffhanger on One Division, you know the one I'm talking about. That <laughs> cliffhanger, that was the one where I was like, <gasps> like a proper like, and I was texting friends, and I don't, I never do that after TV shows. Texting friends, being like, "What does this mean?" And I was texting like Alex, Queen of the Ring, being like, "What does this mean?" So yeah, for me, like that is maybe it is recency bias, but <gasps> I mean, you guys know, you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm still not interested. I know you're not. Um, Daniel McAvoy says, with Ali getting a US title shot on Monday against Riddle, um, wanted to get your input on the rest of Retribution. Is there any way WWE can salvage their careers to be productive on Raw? Yes, I think I even through all, I still think there's, you know what, give them maybe a couple more months after this. If they do not do anything within those months, they're done. 
Toxic Dogma um, was wondering what your thoughts were on progress moving over to the network for what seems to be a regular show. Do you think it's a smart business move or will it hinder them in the long run? I'll be honest, like no one watches NXT UK. So I can't imagine there are like other people who are like watching progress as well. Like I, I can't even begin to think there are people who are doing that, right? I don't watch either right now. It's just, it would be way too much for me at this point. And to be honest, I think there's a lot more controversy surrounding progress uh, outside of them being on the network. So I think they probably want to address those issues first before like, but yeah, I don't think it's going to like, yeah, I mean, no one watches NXT UK. So I don't think it's going to like do any any better for them. <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't watch NXT UK, I don't got to watch NXT UK. <laughs> I ain't watching it, dude. Um, Chris Lil says, um, I want to know if you think that homegrown uh, from homegrown stars from WWE get a harder time than other talent by the wrestling community. People like uh, Alexa Bliss, Baron Corbin, The Miz, Charlotte, Roman um, seem to get harsher comments. What do you think? With WWE lifers like Paul White moving over, which homegrown talent do you think would fit well in AEW? Yeah, like, I mean, so Chris is, he's left a, a few messages like this in the Patreon community about like, you know, bad mouthing homegrown talent in WWE, but I don't think people get yeah, like, Alexa Bliss doesn't get any bad work, like a bad rep. People love Alexa Bliss. People love Charlotte Flair. And, you know, and like Roman Reigns is like the most over guy at the moment. So I don't think that they get it harsher. It's, if anything, it's usually just the booking around them is what gets criticized. Yeah, I think everybody at some point is going to face their fair share of negative comments. I think it just yeah. comes with the territory. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I mean, like Baron Corbin, I think, is a very, very solid mid-card heel. The problem is, is that he was pushed into a main event position. Yeah, yeah. I've been guilty of being like, oh, this sucks for Baron Corbin. I've been guilty of those rants. Guilty. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I, I would love to see The Miz in AEW because I'd love to see that. No, and I, I, no dude, I want to see, no. I want to see, I want to see if he could do it. Like, I think that would be a no. real, see if he could do it. You know what? You know, when people say like, oh, they just hire all ex WWE superstars. And then for the most part, you know, I try to, you know, add a little bit of defense. I can't defend that. I'm out. I can't defend <laughs> that, Luke. Did not no. put that out there in existence. But I don't know. No, I think right. he's going to be WWE for life. Like he just has, he's so built, you know, outside of, you know, just, you know, what he does every week. He built a little empire for himself. So kudos to him. You know, he has his show. He was a co-host i don't even know his is this other show still even the thing the misses the no not the miz and misses the other one that he was hosting the white oh, Wipeout one i don't i have no idea i haven't, I haven't heard I haven't about it anymore lose clue if that is or not it's because all these shows like they come about and then they just don't make it i will say as well we don't get them here so like i don't know if you guys oh, continue okay. with it so i have no well, idea i don't know hmm. i'll look into <laughs> that afterwards or maybe someone will find out i don't know <laughs> dr sophia bonilla uh, dwo evp after watching quizzlemania we know that denise has the voice of a freaking angel denise you're the only is... person who thinks that <laughs> my denise, fiance doesn't even let me sing he hates when i sing uh who in aew would you like to see uh get taylor swift as an entrance theme and for luke since everything is coming up millhouse who in aew would you like to see get a finger 11 old school new metal theme Ooh, i love finger 11 that kane song wonderful stuff it's all throat singing sing. <laughs> oh, I can't do the throat singing. <laughs> um, okay, you know what, Country Taylor, 
can probably add some lyrics to that Hangman song. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a great shout. That'd be and awesome. Then, I'm trying to think of who else would be good. Like, maybe she could do, like, a different version of a song for an AEW. Yeah, she could probably do something for anybody. She can do, like, a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to think. Lots of no, who, who would be, like, a really... I I'll think about this. I'll think about this. But um, Country Taylor could do something for Hangman. Yeah, my my answer for an old school new metal theme, I'd love to see like Butcher and Blade get like Ooh. an old school new metal theme because I think like they're, they're soundtrack by Butcher's bands, so like you'd have to go like so I think they're a bad choice for that reason. But at the same time, I look at them and be like, or like the original version of the Dark Order when they were like you know spooky perverts, I think they would like have a really <laughs> good, they have like, a great yeah. like, new metal theme. Uh, Abby Goodemiller said, I was scrolling through Twitter and this thread caught my eye. When you look at the numbers, uh, long story short, in the month of September, the combined viewers for Dynamite and NXT, including Dynamite's late night show that month, beat out the total viewers for Raw by almost 1.3 million. Um, of course, there's a crossover of viewers between Wednesday nights, so these numbers aren't perfect, but I found it very interesting because AEW and or NXT are actually bringing in new viewers to wrestling. In fact, they are both only 100k shorter on SmackDown's total viewers. What do you think? Wednesdays is the most exciting week in wrestling by far. And that includes Fridays too. Wednesdays is yeah. very, very exciting because you just, I mean, Wednesdays for me flies by, I, I swear, two hour show, two, two hour shows, which equals oh. four hours feel like 10 minutes. It's wonderful. Um, oh my God, Fightful is in the chat. Hold on, where is he? Um, if you want to give someone your 11th finger, check out Blue Chew code Fightful. Boo. I don't know why I feel the need to boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think this is the first time Sean's ever watching our show. And now I'm really? upset. I don't know. Does he watch our this show? This is his first time. I, I mean, I don't know. Sean doesn't, Sean doesn't message me being like, oh, I watched your show and it was really good, even though I he never to messages me and tells me that either. I, but you know what? I will say, like, I listen to your review every single uh, Tuesday morning. Like, that's my Tuesday morning routine is when I'm having my breakfast, I listen to your uh, raw review with Sean. But I don't message you and Sean being like, oh, I listened to your podcast and it was really good. So maybe Sean that's does watch true. and he just doesn't tell us. No, I don't think he does. But from now on, maybe I now will. Now he has to prove us wrong. Something. Yeah. Uh, Adam Gibbons, I'm very sorry for having to cut your post short. As you can see, we are sort of running over time. Uh, but he asks, what's your take on the ex-WWE guy argument within AEW? Is it just WWE marks being anti-AEW or do they have a point? I think it's a little bit of everybody. I think both sides tried to make the other side, you know, be like the villains. But I'll be real with you. There's some people on both sides that are reaching like there's some comments that i see from wwe fans where i'm like dude like that, that's just stop that does not look good and there's some comments that i see from aew fans where i'm like come on you cannot be like this so i think it's both sides for me like it's like from aew's perspective knock it off with the references and stuff like the brass ring ladder match was one of the dumbest things that company has ever done they were literally fighting over a brass ring because I don't know if you know this, but Vince McMahon always tells people to reach for the brass ring, <laughs> but there's actually no brass rings in WWE. So do you know what we did? We've got an actual brass ring for you to grab. Knock it off with that. It's so Cody as well. Like knock it off with that crap. It's so bad. Like I, I, I had my one swear on the AEW Revolution live stream. And it was that ring is effing stupid. It looked so dumb. 
that's the kind of and like you I literally hate it. I mean, it's a little outlandish. It's a little tacky, right? It's like that oh, it's ugly so tacky. piece. Oh, it's so tacky. And also, like you have you, you want to do a war games match, but you can't call it war games. So we've called it blood and guts because there was that one time that Vince McMahon on a call said that AEW was just blood and guts. So now we've named a match after it. Come. It's a terrible name for a match. It's rubbish. Like what yeah. were you thinking? And I think they're more along the lines of throwing more shots. Like even oh. Godwin wasn't when Moxley recently just told Jericho you'd be jerking off the curtain at the performance center. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's quite what he said. It was the Young Bucks as well. Oh, just, yeah, there I, you go. Sorry, it was the Young Bucks. Joking off a there curtain. you go. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. So, yeah, it's like little things like that where I'm like, <laughs> why are you If you, you want to jerk here? off a curtain, fight, fightful, blue chew, whatever. <laughs> but you get me like, hey, it's eight in the morning. My brain isn't functioning at its normal speed. But anyways, uh, but it's that whole comment, right? Like little things like that where you're just like, all right, cool. We get funny. haha. Ha. But yeah, it's something it. that we do see happen continuously. Ver, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Mullins, my question, wrestling or otherwise, what is the longest you've gone without sleep and why? Mine is pretty gruesome due to my disability. A tiny nerve canal in my jaw collapsed and it crushed the nerve. It was, like, uh, it was like a proper drill had gone into my face. After three days of the sharpest pain and no sleep, I checked into hospital where they put me to sleep while they fixed it. Sleeping in bed afterwards felt like being on a cloud made of marshmallows and hugs. It was the best. Yeah, what's the longest you've ever gone without sleep? Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, Luke, but Denise Salcedo loves to sleep. I don't know about <laughs> sleep. I think the proper question is how long have you ever slept for? And I've done like some good 15, 17 oh, hour sprints. <laughs> big old sleeps, dude. I love yes. my sleep. Yes, you need it. That's how you stay young and youthful. <laughs> and shaving your head, apparently. Yeah, um, and shaving your head. Exactly. Uh, the longest I think I've gone without sleep is my friends and I did a Godzilla marathon where we watched all of the Godzilla movies back to back in one foul swoop. And that's long because that's like, I think like we did just the show era at first and that's 15 movies. So we do, you know, watch 15 movies back to back. That was like over 24 hours to get it all done in one shot. Um, so yeah, so like, I think maybe something along those lines, me and my friends used to get together and do a lot of movie marathons like that. The longer, the better, but the 15, we realized that might've been too many films. I feel like movie marathons are just too much. Look, I don't know how people can do them. Like I can't do marathons of a, of a movie. Like I, I could obviously do, you know, multiple shows of one sh episodes of one show, but I can't do like, Oh, let's sit down and watch part one, part two, part three, like that. I've never done that. It's just, it feels like too much for me. Oh, I love it. Like the Prince Charles Cinema in London is one of my favorite places in the world. They often do movie marathons, like all night movie marathons. We went there, like one of the first ones we did was Friday the 13th, part one through eight, back to back. And it was brilliant. It was so good. And then we enjoyed it so much that we went home and watched the other four movies that they didn't show. Uh, and yeah, so that was also a really long, that was a long shift. To it's like going to shows in London, like a really like popular thing. Like if you're like going yeah. to London, like it's like, that's something that you do, right? Yeah, you people, go to, yeah, people go to the West End. Yeah, they yeah. go to the West End and take in a show. We've got a lot of like a city like around Leicester Square, like that one, which is where the West End is, that you would go and watch like, you know, there's loads of places to go and watch shows and they're really good shows as well. Apart from, I mean, like I've, I've been to, you know, various little plays and, and musical performances in my time. It's a wonderful time to go there. So I was like, okay, so when I went to London, I was very excited about attending a show. I got my tickets. I, I got <sighs> the Wicked tickets to go watch Wicked at some, I don't even know, some place in some theater in London, right? I was so excited, got dressed up. 
got there and slept through the entire thing. Oh. So I missed out on my London play experience. I was so jet lagged. I missed the entire thing. It was terrible, Luke. I wanted to, you know, that sleep where you're so sleepy, you want to cry because you can't do anything else other than sleep. I was just knocked out in the theater like <laughs> with a bunch of strangers. I didn't know anyone there. Oh, man. Those are expensive tickets as well. Yeah. No, actually, no. They were like $35. Oh, that's that's quite cheap. Yeah, yeah I think I got like a deal or something because it was like a group thing, but I didn't know anybody there. So it was all a bunch of people I had just met. <laughs> I've never seen Wicked. Um, and... Oh, it wasn't good. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> I don't know anything that happened in Wicked. I can't tell you anything that happened in Wicked. <laughs> but you know that it's not good. That's it's, a, not that's good. A... <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Uh, Chris Gardner says, with Edge and Jeff Hardy wrestling for WWE and Devon working there too, Matt Hardy and Christian Cage working at AEW, which of the three big Attitude Era tag teams do you think is doing the most to help the current generation of talent? Also, would you like to see Bully Ray go to AEW just for the symmetry of the whole thing? Uh, well, just for the symmetry style of things, I'd love to have Bully Ray, Christian, and Matt Hardy stand in the ring, like on one show, while on the other show, you've got Devon, uh, Jeff Hardy, and Edge standing there. I'd love that. That'd be amazing. Isn't that weird, though? Like, when you think about yeah, right? it, like, it's like, what? Like, like someone, like, someone tell, like, 14-year-old Luke, like, hey, this isn't going to always be this. It's your favorites. Yeah, yeah, your favorites are going to, half of them are going to be in a rival company. <laughs> And you're gonna be like, what? There's gonna be a rival company. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, Is that your impression of me at 14 year old? Like that's the impression of 14 year old Luke. What? <laughs> <laughs> no wait, hold on. What? <laughs> I gave you an accent. What? I don't think it's far off, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> Wait, yeah, uh, you don't like my impersonation of fourteen. No, no, dude, dude, I said I, I think it's oh. not far off from what I really was like. Uh, I mean, I, I think I sound oh. pretty much like I did now. Like, I think you were pretty much there, spot on. Like, it's just you know through a lot of like mm, smoky haze. But I think yeah, you pretty much got it uh, nailed down there. Um, to answer the question, uh, Chris, um, I think like I don't know, like who do you think is cultivating younger talent more? Like, is it WWE or is it AEW? I think there's I think they're both doing it in their own respective ways because on I can't you can't I know a lot of people say like okay like obviously on Raw and SmackDown we're not seeing that right but we are seeing that on NXT with a couple of guys right obviously to not the extent that we're seeing it on AEW but there is still a lot of young talent in WWE that I feel we're getting to see um there could be more though <laughs> there definitely could be more uh, Wesley65, seeing as my gimmick is slowly turning into that guy who doesn't get AEW, figured I'd turn the win. While I enjoyed and liked the explanation of Kenny's dud and uh, being his shoddy engineering, I think AEW went a bit too far with Kenny and Don acting like they planned it to be a dud, especially after hyping up the match to such an extent. Because what that tells me is to never listen to any hype Kenny tries to build for anything because he's uh, going to oversell it and deliver. Why should I buy an AEW pay-per-view if it's just going to be Kenny taking my money then 69ing it with Don? <laughs> all right so first of all i feel like this is almost like a relationship right like you know what 
You, you caught your dude checking out some girl really quickly. Now you got to earn that trust back, you know? So it kind of feels like that right now with AEW. I do feel like they got to earn a little bit of the trust back after that, you know, that failure that we got with the explosion. Because, it, you know, I and I said this, you know, on, on a couple of podcasts now, but I'll say it again. I did not like how Tony Khan basically said, what did you guys expect? And I'm like, bro, terrible, right? terrible, terrible reaction. That really that. soured me. I was like, no, really you can't yeah. do that. See, fixing this storyline wise, I don't think was ever going to be the issue. I think how the company handled it, not storyline wise, was the issue. And particularly because, sorry, but particularly because like it was just, it was a like a, fireworks sometimes don't work. Like, Act like when you're dealing with live pyro, sometimes that pyro doesn't go off. They'd spent the whole day rehearsing it and the rehearsals all went fine. They rehearsed it over and over again and it all went fine. But when it mattered, it didn't work. So like, you've just got to, like, if you just come out and been honest about it, just be like, yeah, it didn't work. Like we had done all this throughout the day. And when it mattered, it didn't work. But to then go out and be like, oh, what did you expect to happen? It's like what you said was going to happen and what you thought was going to happen is what we were expecting to happen. I thought it was a real bad look on Tony to go out there and be like, oh, you guys wanted too much from us. Yeah, and like this, that was not good. And I agree with you too. I mean, it's so easy to say, hey, again, it was working the whole day. It did it now. And I get it, you know, stuff like that happens. What can you do? But don't try to blame the fans because we were expecting something that was promoted. So that for me really, really soured me. Like it really did. Or I thought, all right, that's not cool, bro. Like I was excited for that. I was rooting for you. I didn't want this to fail. Nobody wanted this to fail. Everybody wants to see a gosh darn explosion. All right. At the end of the day, explosions are pretty cool. All right. So, um, that was pretty much I don't I like how they handled it storyline wise I thought it was fine to make fun of themselves I thought the Eddie Kingston John Moxley segment that they did on Dynamite was perfectly fine um the the way Kenny Omega mocked Eddie Kingston and his anxiety and all of that was perfectly fine too but it was just really that where I'm like "Mm, you're gonna have to earn a little bit of my trust back here because I'm a little bit irked there yeah, and I'm just gonna say once again, Wesley. I think they're working you. It's going by the end of my uh, end of that point. Uh, Matthew Mikowski on that note has said, uh, Kenny saying '69 me dog made me laugh my ass off. What is one light in recent memory that made you proper laugh so hard it brought you to tears? Keep up the hard work. We'll be back with more questions next week. I know there was something on Dynamite a while back. What the hell was it? Where I couldn't stop laughing about it. Well, apparently it wasn't that funny because I don't remember no more. What's something yeah, made me laugh? Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Like, no, like, I'm instantly not going to send the WWE do because they do a lot of bad comedy there. A lot of, you know, which is intentional. It's, it's meant to be intentionally bad comedy. But, like, the stuff with Matt Riddle, I think, is supposed to be intentionally funny, but I'm not finding it funny. So I don't think there's been anything there. There must have been something that has made me laugh. Like, this made me laugh my ass off, and people really did not like me doing this. But when Goldberg beat The Fiend at Super Showdown, I, the, <laughs> the only reaction I had was to laugh. To be like, this company just beat The Fiend when they didn't need to. My, my reaction was just to laugh at it and be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I just burst into laughter. Because I was like, what other emotion is there at this point but to laugh at the, how ridiculous it is? So I yeah. guess that's the last time I've And I don't think that's a bad reaction. Like, there's times where something you don't agree with is so dumb where you're just like, ha, oh my god, that was so dumb. Like, that's a natural reaction. I don't think there was a problem with your reaction. 
Mm. Oh, also, and a few people pointing out my hole um, was uh, that. Didn't oh, that I hated laugh. that. I did oh, not I laugh at that. I thought it was so dumb. I didn't think I didn't think it came off as something naturally funny. It felt forced to me. I'm sorry. I did not think that was funny. I laughed. Uh, Alex Kirkman, <laughs> um, will WrestleMania ever be held at Wembley Stadium? Uh, probably not. Like, I will never get a WrestleMania over here. Time difference. That's the main reason why is we'll never get it because of time difference. Like SummerSlam 92, yeah, it was a big show, but the time difference really hurt the pay-per-view buys over in America. And at the moment, that's that's the most important God, thing. Please, so. the Americans! <laughs> exactly. You Americans Sounds are the terrible. most important. You're the most important people. Uh, We're ben Green. Be, really. Like, We're ruining really? your WrestleMania. I don't think we need a WrestleMania here. I don't think we need a WrestleMania here. Like, if I want to go to WrestleMania, I'll just fly over to the US and go and see it there. Like, if I'm that I desperate, am. yeah, I don't need to come to London. Like, I don't, like, I think that's kind of a lazy attitude on my part to be like, no, you bring WrestleMania here, then I'll go. Like, it's... <laughs> like... <laughs> Would you prefer to have WrestleMania? Okay, let's just say, like, everything worked out. Would you rather have WrestleMania in London and, you know, go, blah, 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 or would you have WrestleMania somewhere in the States where you can come? Like, what would be more appealing to you? Traveling, traveling. Like, I would much rather go out to uh, to America. Like, when it was in um, New Orleans, that was where I was like, oh, that would have been really fun to go to. Because that looked like it was a really cool, like, like the party atmosphere down oh, the street. I hated That's... New Orleans. It was terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> like, I've never terrible. been. So. It was oh, but dirty. it looked so much fun. It was dirty, disgusting um and there was a lot of like i went down to bourbon street and it was the dis most grossest thing i've ever been to just like a bunch right. of drunk people puking i saw so many disgusting things i was not a fan of it whatsoever and you literally walk and it stinks like piss and vomit it's so gross and then they have like no really options for restaurants in terms of like after the show ends when the show ends i found it really hard to find some place to eat like i i couldn't find places and all the places that were there were either closed or they had a super long line because all the wrestling fans that was the only place to eat and i wasn't interested in the food either so i'm sorry i was not a fan of new orleans but you know what i did think was interesting though when i went to uh wrestlemania in new york i actually met or came across a lot of people that were from the uk yeah oh yeah wrestlemania has a massive travel wrestlemania has a massive traveling crowd from the uk massively like the, the roar after mania like a lot of the roar after mania atmosphere is attributed to those traveling fans it's those british fans that have come over and are taking like our britishisms of watching wrestling to an yes. american product yes that's that was like one of the like i came across more like people from the uk than like other people the one thing that's really put me off from going is the price is so expensive like if I want to buy tickets to go see Mania and to go see like Raw and SmackDown and NXT, I'm I'm dropping down like thousands of pounds in order to see that. And I'm like, dude, I can spend thousands of pounds on something I'd much rather do. Like yeah. I could have a whole holiday for that and then not have to go watch an eight hour show. I could just like, you know, multiple eight hour shows. I could just go on holiday for two weeks. There's ways around it though, Luke. <laughs> oh, is then? Oh no, Denise, we're not as popular as you are. We're not <laughs> as, like, there's ways around that. that. I don't know how else to tell you this. There's ways around it. Um, uh, Marcel Jura says, uh, for Denise, have you ever tasted Waldmeister? Um, secondly, and more important question, we have a lot of workers jumping from AEW to WWE, but who from WWE do you think could jump to AEW? Which is a question we've had several times over, but I, I think I've, my joking answer has always been Wardlow. Like Wardlow looks like he belongs in WWE. Oh, AEW um, to WWE. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think Wardlow would be a good answer, but I'm not too sure. 
MGF would be, I don't see oh. it happening, but that would be really good. Yeah. So Waldmeister, to give you a bit of context to that, is a drink that Marcel sent us from Germany. It's an alcoholic drink, so there's a high likely chance that you've not had it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it and it tastes like... Here. <laughs> No, and it tastes like apples, but Marcel is adamant that it doesn't, but it very much tastes like apples. Um, where do we get to next? Uh, ben Green, what do you think of WWE adding the NXT tag team titles for the women? Do they sit around thinking, well, we can't come up with any good storylines. Let's just add some more. The way they went about it was terrible. Dakota and Raquel lost a lot of, Raquel especially, because she was one of the best book people, lost a lot of momentum that she had. She lost a lot in this whole winning the Dusty Cup, losing to Nia and Shayna, coming back to get the titles, then losing them the same night. It was just like, decide on one thing and stick with it. This whole back and forth, wasn't a fan of it. Uh, well, let's go through the rest of your hyper chats. Thank you all so much for joining us on this show. Um, it's such a pleasure to have you all here. DJ Desmond says, hey, Danuk, quick story. Used to avoid ranch. Had a girlfriend a few years ago who ate pizza with it. Tried it, and I'm never going back. Pizza, pizza rolls, anything pizza slaps with ranch. Uh, question, will WWE ever be afraid of AEW? <laughs> okay, uh, that was coming completely i was like is this question gonna do with wwe and ranch i was like where are we going with this <laughs> that completely was that was a swerve that was a bigger swerve than anything that happened <laughs> <laughs> all right what was the question sorry will wwe ever be afraid of aew uh we don't know time will only tell right I think they already are. Like, I think that's why they're doing, like, that's why they're locking talent down. It's why, because they don't want them going to AEW. They don't want, like, WWE is always going to be afraid of competition because they want to be the big monolith-only company. I think everybody should be afraid, right? Doesn't everybody want to be number one? Caleb Maldonado, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, With current wrestlers across all promotions, uh, what's your ideal dream match? I feel like I've said this, but I'll say it again. I really want to see Adam Cole versus versus Hangman Page. <laughs> and not just the fact that they look alike. You know, I was doing a, a thumbnail for my one of my shows, right? And I was putting, I put one picture of Hangman Page and one picture of Adam Cole. I was like, if you switch the branding, I was like, they look alike. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Usos versus uh, Young Bucks. I'd love to mm. see that match. Uh, poets the poet poet said i'd love to hear hey Denise's i'm the third uso did you know that oh yeah i did hit yeah. i watched it and i loved it third is um, right here tell wale <laughs> uh poet the poet's poet i would love to hear denise's thoughts on ollie davis claiming the moniker of cutest wrestling commentator you know what i'll let him have it because he has that accent that he can't even do but it's it's amazing <laughs> okay is that how he does that i don't know i can't i mean it's an, i thought i thought he was in the room with us um Johnny, <laughs> said uh, hey denise <laughs> i'm trying to say luke like hollywood how would he say luke what are you doing buddy <laughs> oh wait how you doing mate i don't know i, I, I don't know that completely works but no, uh it bless, you, bless you for trying i thought it was a good attempt thank you uh, Johnny R said, um, I want to say how much I appreciate you two and this Friday show. I've been here since 2016. It's my favorite WrestleTalk show of the week. Don't tell Ollie. Also, happy sixth WrestleTalk anniversary, Luke. 
Thank you so much. Um, Matthew Mikowski says, uh, Champa with hair is worse than Luke with hair. Champa is so displeasing when he has hair compared to you, Luke. Um, with a WrestleVotes report of everything being up in the air for WrestleMania, um, what matches would you like to see? Thanks and jam that jam. I think right now, I think this WrestleMania is still missing a lot of hype in terms of really feeling like a big feel. Like there's not a match where I feel genuinely so skyrocket excited for. Bianca Sasha is the only one for me at the moment. I don't think they've built it up enough. Well, I mean, once we can push Reginald to one side, because that's really hurting a lot of my hype that I've got for the match, because I could do like, oh man, Reginald's now on both shows. Oh, Reginald's. Reginald's doing, I don't know what, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really feeling him, but <laughs> no, no, him, one is, I guess. no one is, no one likes Reginald. Um, <laughs> he was liked in the beginning, I feel. And then everybody loved that match he had with Sasha Banks. And then it went downhill from there. Oh, Poor guy. He's uh, Gabriel Caruso, can't believe I've been watching Luke Owen for five years. One of the best wrestling YouTubers out there. Thank you so much. It's very, very kind of you to say. I'm really not, though. Uh, Derek Kelson, uh, Denise, I think your the intro music to the stream reminds me of an 80s workout video. Thanks for Luke and the Rest Talk team for always providing entertainment. Love you all. Let's get physical. <laughs> Physical. physical. I, I want to get, get physical. physical. Oh, banging <laughs> tune. That should be our new intro. I like it. Uh, Dartrain says, Denise is the cutest wrestling personality in the world. She should take on Mr. Davis for that title. It's a title that can only be held by people who knows that ranch goes with pizza. Exactly. Michael Dominguez says, uh, COVID canceled my London Paris trip and making a meeting the Wrestle Talk crew uh, and making them some mes- Mexican food. Um, Bigalo y Fiado. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say that. Um, maybe when I reschedule you, I can show you how to make some good Mexican food since you're from California. You gave us Dal Taco and Texas gave us Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex rather. Um, Zach, sorry, go on. Oh, Californian Mexican food is the best. I'll just leave oh, it at that. I have heard as much. Uh, Zach yeah. Robinson, uh, given Moxley and Kingston's promo on Dynamites, um, where... Were you to go back and rewatch the match Revolution, do you think the finish would be improved or would you still be disappointed? Still be disappointed. Still it's something fair. that I hate to say it is going to go down in history. People are always going to remember that. Oh, yeah. The match I thought was awesome. Like, I think Meltzer has got it right in his review of it, where it was like it was a four and a half star match, like up until up until that thing. Because even like the finish I thought was great. Like the match from bell to bell, four and a half stars, absolutely spot on. I loved it. But yep, that that ending of the show completely overshadows everything. And I can't go back and rewatch the match. The stipulation definitely ruined it. They should have just not done the stipulation and just had this match. Kevin, um, I don't know if you've covered this, but what are your thoughts on the NXT Women's Championships? Yep, we've just talked about that. Zach Robinson, message for Denise. I sent a YouTube link on Instagram to Rest Talk of a professional chef, Gordon Ramsay, confirming that ranch does not belong on pizza. It's a kitchen night. What does he know? I was going to say, what does Gordon Ramsay? Ramsay. <laughs> it's from a Kitchen Nightmares episode a few years back. Uh, I've just wondered how it felt to be so wrong. You know, I'm tired of all these fancy people with their fancy food claiming what we should all eat. You know what? Gordon Ramsay can suck it, all right? Pizza with ranch <laughs> is fantastic. What does he know? Oh my gosh. Imagine Gordon Ramsay responds to me. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? I'm going to share this out on Twitter and be like, Gordon no! <laughs> Denise Salcedo starts feud with Gordon Ramsay. He has a ton of followers. They might take me seriously and rip me to shreds. He's got a brand new show here in the UK. He's a, he's a quiz really? show host. He's a quiz show host here in the UK now. 
And, oh wow! Uh, it's got the show's called Bank Balance, and it's like a balance. It's like this four-way balance beam thing where you get like answer questions and you earn like these bricks, and you're going to going to balance it on the beam without them all falling over. It's a literal bank balance, and it's quite <laughs> rubbish. It's pretty awful. Some of these shows that they come up with, you know, I watched the Go Big Show. Oh yeah, how was it? I didn't like it. <laughs> No, I didn't like the way that they decide who stays and who goes. The lever, it's really dumb. Oh, yeah, that sounds a bit gimmicky. Having said mm-hmm. that, I have saw my first ever clip of The Masked Singer this week with the Kermit reveal. That was genuinely quite wonderful. I even showed my wife it. I was like, look, this is quite funny. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that show, actually, but I haven't really given it a chance. I might. Uh, Andrew says, are we going to get a cameo from Blamplate? Oh, Blamplate's sleeping <laughs> in right now. <laughs> Blind plates asleep. If you guys want him to come, you can read the next question. I'll wake him up. I'll be back. All right. Josh, Josh, I said, I like Denise's take on wrestlers not being generic by wearing masks. Luchasaurus without the mask looks like another Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, but the mask and character, along with his moveset, sets him apart from the rest of the roster. He's also a handsome dude, uh, is uh, Luchasaurus. Hey, Carol, love to see you there. Says, I uh, hope you're both well. So glad you decided to do the magazine show live. It's more fun with the chats this way. Giving my donation to say a special happy anniversary to the man that I love the most, CM Chris. I love you so very, very much. Oh, it's so lovely to see you two together. It genuinely makes me happy. Um, it's a myth that says the question about Gable got me thinking about the NXT tag teams. <laughs> there he is, guys. He's there here. He he's a little upset, though, that he had to wake up so early because, you know, he's getting his Hollywood beauty sleep since he's starring in a big movie with Forky. He's got to get his rest, you know, uh, all of that. So, yeah, here we go. Adam Blampley is here. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, sorry, we've got two more things here. Ismith says, um, uh, got me thinking about NXT tag teams that WWE have ruined. Ascension, AOP, Enzo and Cass, American Alpha, Vaude Villains, Revival, Heavy Machinery, Sanity, Billy and Payton. Just look how many there are. Oh, it's a terrible list. And lastly, Derek says, Luke, is there any chance we can get a uh, get rowdy again to motivate my day? We haven't busted out the get rowdy in a while because people really turned on it and everyone started to really hate on me for doing it. But this one time... <laughs> Oh, I'll get rowdy with Louis Dangor. Um, and he said, do you think that Sting will ever be a champion in AEW? I don't think he needs to be, so no. no. He does not need to be. But you know what we need to be? out of here, because that is all we've got time for for this edition of the show. Thank you all so much for watching. you got any big plans for this weekend that isn't just you know putting sofas into your fantasy virtual living room things i can't even afford it i'm running out of diamonds on that (laughs) (laughs) isn't that messed up like that's really messed up um okay so the grammys are this sunday so are they really yeah so i'm literally tuning in just to see taylor of course so i'll be watching the grammys on sunday saturday i don't have anything going on on saturday so i'll probably just relax is, uh, is Taylor nominated for something? She's nominated for six Grammys and is performing. Wow. So baby girl going to be on fire. So I'll probably be doing what? some reaction videos or something. We'll see what happens. I don't know. What, what six Grammys is she up for? She's up for like a bunch. Like she's literally up for, I think like best, like best album, like best vo- like best record, a bunch of stuff. It's your jumper you're wearing as well, Taylor Swift inspired. Of course. I'm actually <laughs> in my pajamas, so... 
I did the entire show in my pajamas. But to be fair, my pajamas are regular day clothes, so they're not really pajamas. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can tell, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, I'm wearing jogging bottoms right now, but they're actually pajama bottoms, but they look like jogging bottoms. So I've actually just repurposed them. I don't sleep in them anymore. I've taken them out of my pajama drawer and I've just put them into my everyday wear drawer. They're now just jogging bottoms that I wear. It happens. It happens just like that. Do you have any plans this weekend? No, do you know what we like? We built the bed last weekend uh, that's in our master suite, but we haven't moved into the master suite because we're getting the wardrobes in there first. But now that I've built a bed, I don't have a project. And like, so now the weekend's empty. Are you going to do like a house tour when you're all done? Like, let people into oh, yeah. your house? Oh, oh, absolutely. Like, virtually, gotta... virtually, yeah, not yeah, like, yeah, yeah virtually. Like, do like well, a I'll, I'll, yeah, house. I'll show friends. I'll certainly show friends and stuff. Like, I'll take friends on a virtual tour around the place. I don't know no, if I'll I meant be, like, like on YouTube, one. like a public one. I don't think so. Like, I don't think people are that interested. Oh, yeah. Really? I can't wait to do one when I get my first apartment and I decorate oh, yeah? it all, like, you know, with stuff I like. Can't wait to do like that tour, <laughs> you, like a tour video. You get all your diamonds and you got to like go and buy your sofas with diamonds and stuff. Yeah, with my little diamonds. I'm going to show up. I, I did like three room tours on YouTube that are up, and but my room changes all the time. So they're like, they need to be updated. But I'm not going to do another one until I get my first apartment, which is hopefully well, soon. Really I've been now? Saving, yeah, I've been saving. Oh, cool. Oh, that's uh, so exciting. I know. And I don't know, like the last, I don't know, depending on what pans out in the next like month or so. I don't know. We'll see what happens because we'll see what happens. Oh, interesting. Okay. Is it going to be like in the, are you like, so cause I don't know whereabouts you are in, in California, but is it like still close to where you are? I, so I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing or where I'm going to be living or what actually just yet. Like all of that stuff is TB determined. TB. Okay. TB determined. That, that's good. To, that. oh, TB determined. <laughs> tba i was gonna say tba tbd and then i said to be determined <laughs> there's just too many card subject uh to change to change um yeah we got our dining table this week as well oh, nice. so we're like so excited because we've never had a dining table together our last place was not big enough for a dining table so now we're actually gonna have one so we're gonna wow. we can eat dinner around a table and we're genuinely so excited by the idea that's a game changer right there oh isn't it though like i'm so yes. excited for it you should have hyped um, that up man you should have put out a press release like this is happening we're gonna eat at a dining table we've been waiting three months for it to be delivered three three months, three months for it to be delivered. apparently that's how long dining tables take to be sent oh, and we've Jesus. been waiting a long time i cannot wait it's, it's so genuinely so exciting that's good that's really good i'm excited for yeah. you Apart from that, I've got nothing on, dude. Like, I absolutely diddly dick. And there's nothing going on at the moment. <laughs> I know, right? You know, though, it's kind of crazy here because, like, things are feeling like they're starting to, like, I think they're going to start opening up a lot of stuff. I heard that. So this weekend, we're supposed to be getting our stimulus check, which is $1,400. Mm-hmm. Um, that's happening. And then apparently, oh, I forgot when they said, they're going to start opening indoor dining and movie theaters here, which I'm a little bit scared about, but they're going to do that. I'm I'm probably not going to take part in this, but until I feel okay to take part in this, but that's happening. And then they also announced that by like May 1st, every adult in the United States will be able to get vaccine. So I'm thinking, okay, things are going good. And now I'm thinking, should should I have postponed my wedding? Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm not even gonna go down that rabbit hole right now. 
Oh no! Like yeah, I, was, I saw that on the news this morning. I was going to message you about it, but yeah, like May is great. Like, that's a right? really, really great time frame because like I, apparently we might even get a vaccine. We all thought that our vaccinations for like the thirty uh, category will be September, but apparently now there's a oh yeah, we might get you done by April. Like, that's whoa, amazing. Like, my first dose by April. That's nuts. That's amazing. I really hope that they definitely speed up the process worldwide. Yeah, I know, right? I need to do stuff. I want to go out to a restaurant. I want to go eat some food at a fancy <laughs> restaurant. Um, yeah. I want to go to a pub. Like, that's the thing I really want to do is I want to go to a proper pub, have a proper pint, and go and like hang out with my friends and just like put the world to rights, which is yeah. what we usually do, which is usually talk about Marvel movies and just and have some pints and it'll be bloody brilliant. And I'm really super excited about it. And maybe you being on able, that. And being able to play DD in person. Which I think will be, be really <laughs> good. We've been playing D and D online now for a year, and it's not the same. No, it's not the same. So many stuff is not the same. But what can you? You know what? We did well. I think so. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, we are nearing. So I think this week is our one year anniversary of Wrestle Talk working from home. So oh, nice. we, because we we started our working from home before the country locked down because we'd heard that the country you guys was locked lock down after the U.S. Oh, no, so, uh, yeah, so our first lockdown was the end of March, just before oh, the end wow. of March. Ours was because... on the 10th, 11th. So like, oh, of March, like, and then yeah. that was like, everyone stays at home, all the shops have shut and everything. Mm-hmm. That started yeah. like the 10th, 11th was when, I think that was when they shut, like the NBA thing went down. And that was that, I think like, it was all over the news. Like everybody was celebrating like the one year thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we were, we were so slow to shut down. Like there's the one thing I'd, I'd government's very been heavily criticized and we were very late to shut down everything down but we shut down just before my wife's birthday um because we had plans we were going to go to a restaurant and stuff and then we had to do i i essentially then t- i brought the restaurant to her i recreated the Aww. menu at home and get and i cooked her anything that she wanted i got dressed wow. up in a little waiter's suit and um set her up for our, our own little personal restaurant you dressed up too yeah. wow that is amazing that's really um, nice so yes, yeah, so we're like we've just passed one year of Wrestle Talk being uh, from home, and it feels weird. Like, and I, I don't know what an office is anymore. Do you guys still have a physical office, like at a physical still address? Yeah, physical address. You just had is to still pay there. rent this whole year, even though you weren't using oh. it. Yeah, well, we were in a contract, so like we've had to like pay rents and stuff. Did they at least give and, you guys a discount? I, well, I mean, Ollie runs that that side of things, but I think like oh. everything has been fine. But like we we're downsizing it because. Like Laurie now doesn't live in London anymore. I'm not in London anymore. Um, so we're kind of downsizing our office a little bit. So we don't need the huge office space that we had for Evolves to go there. So we've got a much smaller place now, but we're still keeping our studio that we had. Yeah, I was going to say, are you guys still going to, like, do you think you'll still be using your studio, like, once you're able to? Oh, yeah. Like, I'll be going okay. into it, like, I'll be going in like two days a week to do the Raw and AEW podcasts. And that'll probably be like my working week there. And then the rest of the time I'll be working from home. That's the plan. Wow. Anyway. Isn't that crazy how much has changed? Yeah. Which is great because it's super expensive for me to get into London where I live now. It's like it's like seven hundred pounds a month. I I I what? No ain't no one got time for that. Like that's too much money. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's really crazy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, right, let's get out of here. You need to go. You've got a busy day ahead of you and you've got a lot of stuff on. I don't want to take up too much time with your day, uh, but we will be back next week. Of course, we'll be back next week for the magazine show. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Rock.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 